done something with lighting you you just seem to be up close on the camera hi Lori. how's it going hi, you know week? i'm at my standing desk uh oh, I'm, right. I'm like one foot from the monitor and you're, you're sort of chill i think you're in an easy boy um yeah i'm just uh i'm kicked back with my with my 27 new chair that i bought i know oh. things are pretty great Things are pretty great. Somebody got that SBA loan, didn't she? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to start paying back that SBA loan. Did Ooh. you see that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't have it happen till next summer, but next summer is actually this summer. <laughs> yeah, next summer <laughs> is this summer. Changed adjectives uh, on January 1st. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a slow payback. It's like a mortgage, a 30-year 30 30-year 30 payback. So. Hey, did you did you hear that thing about Rontowski's going to work P Town for the summer? Doing uh, doing what, what what what's she doing? Uh, she's going to do oh, okay. So, little backstory: Provincetown, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod, mm-hmm. has uh, a lot of tiny little theater spaces. Yeah, uh, that they usually do um, drag shows and musical variety kind of things, and then some stand up, yeah. like uh, Kate Clinton. Used uh, pr- may still go every summer, yeah. And so Rontowski's going to go, and you know there is there's a lot of draw for uh, for straight comics too. So you know it's it turns out that uh, it turns out the homosexuals are willing to watch both gay and straight, uh, as opposed to some straights who aren't willing to watch the gays, bastards. Anyway, so I feel like every I feel like that's. Everyone's sort of on board now, right? That might be over. When we started, it was more that for sure. I mean, yeah, Ellen's success, and she's so successful that she could actually be mean to people, shows me (laughs) that civil rights has really advanced for uh, our gay Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Things are coming right along, you guys. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's an opportunity to be a jackass for everyone. So when you can be as mean as a straight person, a straight boss, you you've really accomplished something. (laughs) So again, that's another, in my opinion, feather in Ellen's uh, cap. Well, good for her. <laughs> and um anyways, but it's well, I'm I want that I'm game. Super, well, I know I was slightly jealous, but then I was just because one time and this and and it's gonna be great and everyone should see because she's gonna do shows, bunch of shows every week. They'll put her up for the summer, she'll get to oh be on Cape Cod. And it's steady work after after quarantine right yes. after, after when we go back into the, our lives. Wow. And so and I think and I know that a lot of theaters are dipping into sort of sponsor stuff to um, to have shows again. Right? Oh, they are. Yeah, I, uh, I was talking to um, I was ta- I was talking to another comic about it, and the only reason you're super far away from the mic, Jim. Right. The the only reason I I I, I didn't ah. say this uh. person's name is because uh, it's still in the works. Okay. And but, so, but there's, so the theaters are kind of, are, are also, they're going to sponsors. They're going to their sort of reserve money. 
It's going to be so fucking bad. I mean, it's going to be super weird, uh, but I think like, um, I got an email to do a 4,000 seat theater. I'm I'm sitting on it, but they're only going to have 250 people in it. And I was like, well, that sounds like a hell gig. Wow. That sounds like the definition of something I don't want. (laughs) I can't even do the math of how many empty seats there are surrounding each say couple, right? Yeah. I think they would have couple. Oh my God. Wow. Well, and, and if it, if we push it to June, Mm -hmm. they should be able to have 500, right? Yeah. In a a room of 4,000. Right. And I mean, I'm going to be wearing my mask easily this year. And yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes. In public for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, not, not, uh, on stage, not on stage and, and on the, definitely in the green room. I would think in the green room, I need to see vaccination cards from all comics. (laughs) Before I engage in conversation with them. Right. right. I'm hoping I'm gonna stand in line today, by the way. I heard so I I I got a I got a heads up from a friend saying that yeah. there was a place near my house. Yeah. That if you stood in line for a couple of hours, uh you could get a vaccine. And so I'm walking the dog and I walk by my neighbor and I tell her about it. And she's like, Can you email me that? And she went and she got it done that day. Oh my god. And it took her an hour and a half, two hours. Pfizer, uh, Moderna, Mm. and um, I don't know. There seems to be some sort of weird hipster thing where you want the one that you want. There is. There's rumors all over the place. I'm getting texts and emails from all channels of of, "Here's a vaccine." Drive to Anaheim. They, you know what I mean? Oh, I I got that. Yeah. Yes, I do think like in the next month it will break open. Honestly, and and it could a have lot more people will be eligible five, and you yeah, yeah. It, it, it this could have happened in january you For know sure. if, if there had been some sort of yes. real plan yeah but i think in the next month or so there's going to be so many vaccines it's going to be great yeah and the johnson johnson one is great too and it's better than what they initially said it was and and even bonus it's made is- with aborted fetal cells to me <laughs> that's a yes right off the bat I'll take two. Oh, that's the one I want. What? <laughs> that's totally the one I want. <laughs> um, I yeah I'm, yeah yeah. No, even the Pope said uh, you can take Johnson and Johnson uh, if there's no other option, and there did might he, not be other options. For did he say that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. The Pope's tired of wearing a mask too. He's like, I got to wear this hat and this gown. Please <laughs> let me show something. Guys, I'm doing poke jokes. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> it's like a monologue all over again. Ah. Oh, that's so funny. So we did that show on Monday, lightly attended, but um, yeah. the Jackie and Laurie show. Um, yes. I, think, I think we had a hard, I had too many big shows to promote it as well as I ought to, sadly. Right. And I, and I think like um, we could take a month off. You know, well, I don't write enough in a month, right? Here's the thing with, with Zoom in general that is exhausting is every time I show up to a Zoom show, I feel maybe it's not the same people in the audience, but because I'm in the same place, I'm in this room, it feels that like the same thing over and over again. And I don't, I, there, it's, it's starting to lack that 
fresh pop that just going into a different, say you work Vegas for two weeks straight, which I haven't in a bajillion years, but by the second week, you're like, I got to get out of here. Right. And you, and you just go to a different room and you feel like yourself again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's what these zoom shows are starting to feel like. And maybe, especially because, you know, you see the openings of clubs and it's, you know, maybe it'll be safe in a month or two. And it's like, Oh, this is almost over. I want it to be over now. Um, I'm having a hard time getting excited about, about Zoom shows and, and I don't have enough new material to do a new Jackie and Lori every single month where I feel like I'm not, you know, repeating stuff because a lot of joke tweet writing is tweaking and it's little subtle things that maybe only you notice. But you can't, but it has to. Well, I think, I think my audiences have definitely noticed. <laughs> oh, I love how you changed the, the four words on that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, the, I mean, that's taking, good. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You know, thanks for taking part in the shell game was the punchline to that. But I, but I think you're right because different rooms do make the material feel newer. They, yes. they make, and, yeah. and even if it's a different audience, like if it's, well, Vegas is its own shit show but uh but the but the but yeah but even if it's if it's different audiences every night once you've done seven shows in a room you i tend to think that i'm talking to the same people and i'm like but look at how these are popping now yeah And and that's enough right that's enough for i feel the arc of a of a seven show week or a five show week is enough of that and then i gotta go to dayton and then i gotta go to a different town yeah 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 so yeah, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's, it's just hard to feel excited about material when you feel like these people have seen it before, even if they will tell you, Hey, we still enjoy it or whatever, or we just want to be out. <laughs> which which uh, was funny is I did so many sets this week that, yeah. um, I did and I saw Ruben in the last week and a half. I've seen this guy, Ruben, who comes to a lot of shows like yeah. sometimes. Three times. And I was like, hey, man. And he's getting stoned every time. And he's such a good sport, though. He's there. He's there for the joke. Now, in that case, Ruben could be a fresh audience member at every show. I would, yes, caveat, if you promise to get high before all the Jackie and Lori shows, we'll have them every single night. On a, It will feel fresh. Yeah, I wasn't going to do a show tonight for the Sunday show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some woman preemptively paid. And I was like, I could either give her her $5 back or just do a set. Just, just do all the work that is a Sunday comedy services. Oh my God. Jackie, you are cheap. You are a cheap (laughs) liar. I like to think of it as frugal, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it was, um, so I have, so it might just be me and her, but, uh, though I did do, I, what did I do? Oh, I did uh TikTok live for the first time with TikTok live. You cannot add someone like you can with Instagram live, okay. you know, that weird, I don't even, I, I'm not that excited about Instagram live, but yeah. I didn't know what I was doing with TikTok live. So I printed the Sunday flyer yeah. and I was like, here you go guys. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know know what I'm doing on TikTok. All I know is the easiest thing to cut up into clips is my Horcrux special, Mm -hmm. and it's only 60 minutes. So that is 60 clips. But here's the thing. Uh, We're Gen X, so we're not fucking up TikTok. Apparently, according to this morning's Twitter feed, the millennials coming after Generation Z 
are fucking up TikTok with their, their lame attacks on them. We can just sit, watch, release our comedy clips, and let those two fucking pieces yeah. of shit generations attack each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, all I know is that everyone, the, here's been my complete and utter, if you have a negative comment about one of my clips that I took an hour oh, to clip, oh, caption, uh, label, and post, you are blocked immediately. If you don't yes. love it, get out. <laughs> I don't have time for you. Or I have spent so much fucking work on this TikTok post that even a, I didn't laugh. And I'm like, follow back to them. Oh, you don't follow me? Huh, block. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, and let's not forget the 25 years you spent uh, working on the material, the persona, the ability to perform, in addition to the two hours for each clip. So, yeah. Yeah, I was tempted to actually say anything. I was tempted to to block someone who said, wow, she's a natural. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not. Uh, Turns out it was a great deal of work. (laughs) My God. You know, the people that are naturals, I think, have a tougher time after a while. I think it's really helpful to bomb for several years because you realize how hard it is. And then you're like, if I, if I want to keep going in this direction, I have to do a lot. And can I you think, th- yeah, oh, go ahead. Can you think of a natural? I can think of a natural who that is exactly a problem for. Uh, go type it. I mean, I don't know everyone's work habits, but. Right, right. No, but I, I'm willing to say it because he's, he's had to stop because I think he just hit a wall where he was like, well, it's not, you know, I mean, I think yeah. that it's. But he has tagged at least three of my jokes in the last 20 years, so yeah. he deserves to be named as a natural. Uh, <laughs> we're talking Dave Mordahl, you guys. Dave Mordahl. Oh, okay. Uh, first season of Last Comic Standing. They mispronounced his name for an entire season. But uh, Dave, and then he went to do radio, and he still does radio. In- I know. He, he. Not only that, but I did radio, and he was, I didn't know he was Dave Mordahl because it was just, this is Dave. And he didn't. He didn't go, Hey, I'm a comic too. Or he didn't, I was, I was like, you told me afterwards, I think. Right. Because he's been quitting forever. I've never, he was the guy who literally with, I've never seen this. The trajectory, he started probably, he was probably 32 or 33. Mm-hmm. And, um, in three years he was murdering. He was headlining wow. and killing. Wow. And, uh, and then he just kind of got burned out and then he did last comic standing and then he bought a, a snowmobile and a farm and he was psyched. <laughs> that sounds was, good to me. Yeah. He um, kind of did it right. If you were going to do it kind of just for like it, but then, and, and then he does radio and he gets the sort of the kudos that he needs. So that we all need. Yes. Uh, he gets radio DJ. Like I would have, I would have held him in higher esteem had I known he wasn't a morning radio guy from the onset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, no. Agree. I'm sorry. Hard, hard agree. Hard agree. And had you had someone just said, "Oh, that's Dave Myrtle on that morning, Dave," I would have been. I would have been. Oh, this is a guy who's like, "Fuck it, I'm getting off the road," and he made it work. I mean, I have nothing but respect for that. Yeah. I also, and I don't know, see, I don't know from his early career, but I do feel like, like, uh, if, if killing is difficult, you know, if trying to figure out how to kill is difficult, you never get tired of it when you figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like it happened again. Like part of you always remembers how hard it was to get consistent. 
you know? Because you can kill yeah. accidentally, but you, like the first time I was on stage, I had no idea how it happened. Turns out yeah. it was a bringer show because everyone from my telemarketing company came. That's how it happened, <laughs> right? But I didn't know that, you know? Right. And then, so trying to just figure out why it sometimes worked great and sometimes didn't work at all, that took years. Right. Right. To get that consistency takes years and mm-hmm. uh, to kill accidentally is, um, create, it will, and it can create an ego problem that makes the rest of us want to murder you. <laughs> and, uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I did, I did our show on Monday. I did KO comedy on Tuesday with Ruben. I love and, KO comedy. And I it did is a Ruben. wild show that runs runs way fucking long. So if you're late in the show, you know, start a pot roast. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, Jakovovitz, I did his Wednesday show. I did the pack on Thursday. Wow. I did, uh, Kevin, wait, I did a Bay area show on Friday with a mm-hmm. guy named Ira. Mm-hmm. And I, on Saturday I did the Kevin fever show out of New York. That was last cool. night. And, um, tonight I'm doing the Sunday services with, uh, Funches is doing it. Kira's doing it. Carmen's doing it for guesties. Do either of you want a guestie nine o'clock? Yeah. You want it, Kyle? Nine o'clock? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you the link. Are you offering it to me too? Yeah. 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 All right. What time is nine o'clock? I normally wouldn't ask this. Normally I'm an automatic yes, but what time is the Meghan Markle Oprah interview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it going to be available more? And how can you well, possibly I, care? I, I have my two questions. <laughs> yes, it will be. But, uh, it's, but that might be the one thing I want to watch as it's happening. But I think okay. it's early, right? Can, some, can we look this up? All right, I'm on it. All right. And uh, I have to say, WandaVision, which I know you haven't watched yet. Right. But I would uh it is such, it was, I read a really kind of interesting article in the LA Times about how it was such a great examination of grief, which might be interesting for you just because, um, everyone I love has died. Yeah. yeah thanks Jackie. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the reminder. A little bit of a reminder, minute 12. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, but it is, it, it has, it, it was essentially, you know, I mean, one division could have been made just for me, right? Yeah. You know, I am buried in a long box of comic books, and I'll, I'm willing to. And all the conspiracy theories that all the fans thought they were like, "Oh, I think this is the real bad guy, and that's this." It is not. It is. We were wrong. It turns ah. out they were just writing a great story, and it wasn't an amazing convoluted story just for the Marvel fans. It was for everybody. And so it has these kind of great, like homage to all of our childhood sitcoms and, and we're talking everyone's childhood sitcoms, like modern family. Yeah. I was not a child when modern family was a sitcom. (laughs) No, not modern family. I was thinking of the Michael J. Fox, uh, uh, family ties. Yes. That was was also addressed as was, uh, Malcolm in the middle and Brady bunch and Dick Van Dyke and bewitched Brady bunch. And it was pretty awesome. It was, uh, the whole thing is just, and I have to tell you that, um, Olson, Elizabeth Olson, her acting was, is, was epic. It was literally worth she she did accents. Her accent changed as 
The sitcom changed. Wow. She had a 1950s bewitched accent. And then she had a 1970s Brady Bunch accent. Mm-hmm. And then she has a Malcolm in the middle. And you're just like, and she has to do sort of her original character from the movies. And she's got this emotional gravitas because everyone she's loved has died. And wow. So, and that, and uh, I, I actually, when I start dating again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to know how many people this dude has lost. <laughs> A, it, it's got to have been enough so that we have something to talk about. But give me everyone because I don't want you to jinx. I don't want to be. I don't want to die too. <clears throat> right. Um, <laughs> Aw. It, it, okay. So this thing's at eight p.m. tonight. So it, it might be over. If you want to go late, you can go up at closer to nine thirty. But do, you know what? You can play it by ear, Lori Kilmartin. It won't be. You know, I just counting do. on it two minutes because I'm afraid everyone's heard everything. How about put me up? Yes, I'll go up and I'll go up late into it. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to pitch an idea for work based on it. If, if it's something. And I, so I was kind of hoping to die just to, I just wanted to reserve time for myself to do that, but it'll just be a couple minutes. So, uh, stuff. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I watched speaking of accents, Jackie, mm-hmm. I watched, I loved, I was so excited you gave me a segue. It's it's like a morning radio show. <laughs> <laughs> take it back, take it back. Um, I watched Capitani this, uh, this week on Netflix, and it was really, really good. It's all shot in Luxembourg. It takes oh. place in this little tiny Luxembourg village where everyone knows each other and they all, they're all fucking each other. And they're all, they're all gossiping. Like the ones that aren't are gossiping about the ones that are, it's like the worst small town ever. And uh, a murder happens. Right. And they bring in the big city detective. Big city is Luxembourg city, which is like the, you know, size of Glendale. Or something, right. <laughs> but still, but it's, it's, uh, it's so beautiful. And there's, and it reminded me because there's so many shots of forests. There's so much, there's so much forest land in Luxembourg. It's really pretty. And it was really good. And they do it all in Luxembourgish. Obviously it's sub- subtitled, but um, uh, you know, I, as a, as an, an unofficial ambassador, Right. I encourage everyone to watch it because they'll shoot more shit in Luxembourg. It's good for the duchy and uh, for my future uh, king and queen. And um, also, uh, uh, it was it was just really good. It's not like a pity watch. It's actually really good, weird. <laughs> and it was the you know, it, did it a have good, good weird show? Yeah. So it had, did it, does it have sort of the good um, interactions with humanity, like kind of funny and and weird? Yes. And, and yeah. since all these actors are fluent and Luxembourgish. I'm like, have they worked any, like, is this their first <laughs> international gig? Cause I, right. I don't, I don't what know of any famous Luxembourgish actors that are like at the Christopher Waits, that Austrian guy that, you know, played the Nazi in the Tarantino movie, you know, that guy, I mean, she's that other stuff, but that was the one right first song, but I, I don't know any, Luxembourgish huge actors. So this might be the first time they've been on something that everyone's watching on Netflix, which is kind it's of cool you don't recognize them. And what's know? it called? Capitani. C A P I T A N I. Okay. It's the name of the lead detective. And is it a movie or is it a series? It's a series. It's like 12 half hours. It goes, it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
We, uh, I got the screener for Ted Lasso, so watched the first three episodes, but have not yet continued. <laughs> so good. Uh, it seems adorable. And then, um, and then I also got a bunch of other screeners for things that look sad. So I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, oh, but I did turn on last night because, uh, Aldrin suggested it. Great, great guy, mm-hmm. uh, suggested something called the great British pottery off or whatever. Throwdown. What? Throwdown. Really? Great British pottery throwdown. And it's on HBO max and it's sort of in that style, the, the, oh. of the, of the bake off where they're trying not to be assholes about it. Yeah. But they're also being very serious about it. And yeah. It is we watched three episodes, two episodes last night, and it was adorable. Oh, interesting! And it, and it turns out the first episode just all dick jokes. Yeah, all they love just just pottery is sensuous and Ugh, what, I can't look stand at you it. pulling rope. There's something called pulling. Guess what? Do, they do that on Bake Off. You know, they'll have Prue going, "Oh, I'm concerned about your big nuts," and then everyone giggle. I'm like, "Is this?" Is this comedy in Britain? Bring me over. I've got better jokes than this. I need a crowd like this. But I'm sure they're editing in some laugh from something else because I'm like, there's no way that could be getting that big of a laugh. <laughs> but they're doing the same thing. On, I watched a couple of this one called Blowing. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, Blown Away or Blown Away. No, blow, whatever the glass one is. The glass blowing one. I they watched fucking call their, I'm so angry. I'm knocking things over. <laughs> They call their kilns glory holes. I'm like, dudes, come on. Just stop trying so hard. It could just be a kiln. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. They just, they're just trying to, they're just going for something. I don't know what to tell you. Kyle, I did almost curious, but I want to ask, but I, but it feels, I'm having a lovely time. Mm -hmm. Where are we at? 25. All right. (laughs) I did almost no comedy this week. Oh, really? I did our show, and I apologize that the fire alarm went off during our show, during your set. That was me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was, you know, I find it hard to, like, watch an entire show now, just to be on Zoom. So if I do other things, like I put the show on the iPad or bring it to the kitchen and, do, you know, put it on mute and stuff, I can still enjoy it while I'm doing shit. So uh, I didn't realize, I, I wasn't making noise during your set, but... As as always, the fire alarm goes off when anything's in the oven. When anything's in the oven? Yeah, it's too close to the kitchen. Okay. So if, it, if it's above 375, it will go off. And oh uh, I forgot. So I'm sorry. Uh, that's, I felt really bad. I forgot about it. So okay. you're uh, you're doing great. I'm reopening um, old wounds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. And But I have this to say is that... Uh, that's nice of you to bring the Zoom. What I, one of the things that genuinely bothers me about Zoom, and this is, I am speaking about people specifically, but if you're listening to this show, no, it isn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave the room. You ever had a comedy show? Yes. And someone is up that you don't enjoy and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get a soda. Yeah. And, uh, and so... I always, I always leave the room. Do you know that every time the on stage, the last six months, every time you've secretly typed a name of someone that drives you crazy, it's this it's, guy. It's that person. I haven't seen that guy in fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. I saw him He's a year. Gone, and let him go. 
it's, uh, I'd love to, but unfortunately, <clears throat> he had to be one of the last comics I saw at the improv before we went into oh, lockdown. No. So oh. it's a it's a terrible retina moment. I just burned <laughs> into my skull. Yeah, so what I've taken to doing is sort of um if I if I can't what I'll do is I'll I'll turn my camera off and I'll turn the volume on my laptop down to n- almost nothing. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave I'll yeah uh, yeah I'll yeah I'll mute video and then turn the laptop down because I can't if, especially if it's mean or dumb or weird. Last night, uh, actually, in that cabin fever gig, Mike O'Keefe must have moved from Ann Arbor to from Michigan to New York. And the last time I worked with him, he emceed I think for me in 2013. Mm-hmm. He was so fucking funny last night. Uh, I was so happy, but it got pushed to Twitch. So Zoom shows that are only that you're the only audience. Oh God, really those it. are those are those are harder. Horrific. They are harder because now you can't log off because now you're an asshole, right? Right. The audience, the comics need the audience, and now it's it's just the other comics. Yeah, those are hard. Yeah, but it's fun to see them on Twitch. I just wish couldn't we have audience members that zoom in too, so the comics don't have to be the audience as well. That's what that's what uh, Maria did with the rush ticks thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five people got pushed to um to zoom or we're allowed in zoom and then it got pushed to their vmix thing and um so uh that's what she made by the way jesus christ <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> i love this that was so got super soft all of my problems that i'm <laughs> It would solve 10 people's problems right now (laughs) is what is interesting. Wow. I mean, I'm glad it's out there and I'm glad it's going to Maria. You know, it only makes me angry when the person is an asshole. (laughs) Right. And doesn't share the wealth. Yes. And now I I admire, I admire that that is aspirational. It is aspirational. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Wisconsin has, uh, my, so my brother calls me four times mm-hmm. yesterday, my brother, Russ, mm-hmm. uh, 8 a.m., 9.30, 12.30, and then two-ish. And by two-ish, I'm playing a game. I'm playing a, an online Hero Instant game, RPG, with Kyle, by the hey. way. Kyle is in this game, and he's the game <laughs> yeah. master. And... um Kyle plays a, a a very powerful scientific monkey. Chain smoking <laughs> monkey who's a doctor. <laughs> so anyway, so I finally I'm like, well, maybe it's my dad. Maybe it's something real. Or it's some television. Like sometimes he wants to tell me a story about television. Um Russ? This one, he yeah, Russ. He's he's a he's an econ professor at the University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Mm-hmm. He's a PhD, doctorcation, and um, so he calls me and he's and I'm like, what is it? You've called me several times. What is it? And he was like, I have a really funny story. And I was like, keep it tight. <laughs> I gotta get back to this thing. And he did. He kept it so tight. I'm sure he wanted there to be more nuance because it was him being kind of. Um, he, him doing that thing in public where you you call people on shit. He loves this. He loves that stuff where he uh, so he's in a local grocery store in Wisconsin called Piggly Wiggly. Ah, uh, Piggly Wiggly. I've been to those. 
Oh yeah. I sure. thought that was a southern chain. They're uh, up in Wisconsin. Well, it must too. have made it to Wisconsin when Paul Ryan got into office. It's a, uh, it's a that's white supremacist on everybody. Chain. <laughs> uh, so, but here's okay. So the um, so anyway, so there's there's Russ has got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. He's been vaccinated because he's mm-hmm. a teacher, and uh, and he's and he's in the Piggly Wiggly. He's wearing a mask, and he sees a kid, a guy like eighteen, nineteen, wearing a mask, and. Where, but his mask says UW Whitewater, where Russ teaches. And he goes up to him. He goes, "Do you go to Whitewater?" And the kid goes, "Yeah." And uh, and he's, he says, "What are you doing here?" He said, "Well, my parents live nearby, and they haven't been vaccinated yet, but they need groceries." And Russ goes, uh, "I'd like to hire you. Here's my card. Come into come into my office at Whitewater when you uh, on next week." And the ma- and he must have said it loud enough that because the manager's like, "Well, why do you want to why do you want to hire that guy?" Because he's because he's clearly someone who's willing to lead by example. He's wearing a mask, and he and he respects his parents enough to help them. Nice. And so that is a that is a young man I want to employ. And the manager of the Piggly Wiggly goes, "Well, I want to hire him." So now it's yeah. So now it's like some sort of weird bidding war. And so Russ turns to the kid and goes, "Do you have a job?" And he goes, "No, but I." I'd rather work at the pig because it's right around the corner from my parents' house. And Russ goes, all right, but you have my card. When when you're done working here, come find me. Nice. And so, I love it. Right, because Russ said that there were two other guys that kid's age, that guy's age, who didn't have masks in the store. Wow. And Russ was like, I just, I, I'm being driven mad by these yeah. these little shits. Yeah. yeah. And uh and Russ has been vaccinated. You know, he's like, we're all wearing masks till at least June first here. And he like made the announcement like he worked there. <laughs> I mean this is a it's a classic thing. You know, at my wedding he went into the Chinese uh, kitchen to make uh he wanted to make something else. He didn't <laughs> like the food. Um well let's take a break. Yeah. What? You wanna take a break? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. That was, Want to do comic of the week? Or? Yeah, but that was a very Cation story. I could see you doing that had you a need to hire people. It is enormously a Cation story. It's the kind. It's but it's a it's a good Cation story. I will say that. <laughs> yes. Less positive is when Russ just somebody is bothering him, and then he makes his students run laps, and you're like, you're an econ professor. Kathy, <laughs> we all have less positive Cation stories. Okay, <laughs> there's no need to go into those. <laughs> Writing that down. Um. Yes, comic of the week. You uh, you brought her to my attention, Natalie McGill. Yeah, she's very great. funny. This the clip we saw was from a DC room. Is she from DC or is that just where? I believe so. I believe, I believe so. so. Yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, but I was just, uh, I was zooming with her and she made me laugh. Yeah. And so that means, and then, and then what I tend to do then is just sort of <laughs> YouTube Google them yeah. and, uh, see if there's, you know, because I don't want to judge anybody on a, on a zoom set, but she was so funny on the zoom set. I mean, a zoom set is fine in the moment. Yes. Somebody, I got a couple emails from different comics. A lot of people asking me stuff. Uh, if, if they think that they can submit zoom sets to get booked at festivals and for gigs as we come out of this. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what else you would do, but I don't know how successful it will be. Right. So I, uh, that answer, I by the way, of no use, that answer, <laughs> not, helpful, yeah. not helpful at all. I, Maybe I it's joke heavy and it looks like you're trying, you know, some people treat it just like a podcast. I can't tell the difference between their zoom set and a podcast. And other people are just bam, 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 bam. So, you know, I, I don't know if it looks like stand up and you haven't been able to. Yeah, if it looks it like stand up, it should. Yeah, it should work. You and can then, tell funny from, fun, from not funny. Yeah. yeah. And even if it's a Zoom set and, you know, I don't know, people are like, well, if I got like the lighting better or some background. And I was like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> it just. But I think you're right. I think if it sounds like stand up. It'll help. Yeah. I mean, what, what are festivals expecting this year? You know? I don't know. That is the, the worry is that everyone's going to have the same, I mean, we, the same topics. Like, oh, right, the same four. You, me, yeah. all of us, there's a bunch of us that just got dogs during the pandemic. <laughs> and yes, we have our own takes on dogs, but <laughs> at some point, there's got to be more to talk about than our fucking pandemic dogs. Pandemic dogs, pandemic itself, quarantine, yeah. Yeah. COVID, yes. end of the world, the apocalypse. I just like, there's like nine topics that I'm like, well, I have three of those. I wonder if I should do them as rebuttal. <laughs> or if I should just do other material. Mm -hmm. And um and That's I've I've chosen both of those. Yeah. I am, you know, the fact that my mom went all the way and died. Yep. Gives me a competitive edge in this business. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> true. You got a you got an in. You got an in, lady. <laughs> I know. I've heard of other people saying their their loved ones got COVID and are okay. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> Guess what? I'm taking it one extra tag. It's sort of that super villain rubbing your hands yeah. together. It was real nice. And, yeah, one extra level. Uh, I have, um, do you have sets this week? I have two sets. Oh, wait, Natalie McGill. Her uh, yeah. Twitter is oh, Natalie, Natalie McGill, M-C-G-I-L-L, -L, like McGill University in uh, Canada and Montreal, right? Uh, yeah. So anyway, she's very funny. Check her out. Find her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, yeah, she's super great. It was. Yeah, we I, I didn't off. mean to. I didn't mean to weed off. Yeah. On, uh, <laughs> but what were you gonna say? Um, I was gonna say that I have a set this week with uh, Jim Coughlin's putting up a Zoom show. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like Jim. Jim Coughlin. He's mm -hmm. he's a very smart, silly uh, comic. I always. I was very funny. To, uh, Jackie, I just want to say, just because I complain about Zoom shows doesn't mean I don't want to be on yours. Just putting that out there, folks. Huh. There you go. Improbable Comedy and Jim Coughlin. Those are the two sets I'm doing this week. But, you know, like Sam's doing a show. Sam Varilla mm -hmm. is doing a show five nights a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. As is KO. But it's so funny because... Oh, they're doing five nights a week, KO? 
Tina's oh. doing, I think, three to four, three okay. to four nights a week. And but the crazy thing is, is Ruben will be there. I mean, there will be the same kind of awesome uh, audience members there. And um, again, he knows how to watch repeated uh, comedy. He, he really does. And there was yeah. another guy named Mike who was at twice this week, this last week. He was wearing, mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I think it's his bathrobe or it's a doctor's uh shirt because it's not closed uh he looks a little bit like a doctor he has a very imposing mustache mm-hmm. things are happening with this guy mike uh let's talk about the different <laughs> zoom people i remember uh weird jackie anyway I'm, I'm having set list issues okay um i i uh, do you want to go into that or no i you go into something because i feel like i've been talking too much um, I did Andy Engel's show last night. Oh, nice. That was fun. It was, uh, six minutes, six to eight, I guess. And, uh, it was, an, it was coming out of Gotham comedy club. So it just felt like there were all different people there, you know? Yep. It didn't feel like, uh, it felt like they pulled from a different, uh, you know, email list or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what cabin fever felt like. It yeah. was like, Oh, New York people. Yeah. Like, Oh, they haven't seen this stuff. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. And then I saw some funny comics during the time I was watching the show, which wasn't all of the show. I right. kind of popped in closer towards my set. And then I saw my old buddy, Ross Bennett. Do you know Ross? Not offhand. He has been doing comedy, I'm going to say 40 years, maybe longer. Um, he started in LA. His his first marriage, uh, the um, the person who married he and his first wife was Sam Kinison. Wow, who's a preacher who was, and um, uh, he is my favorite. His note that that was first wife. Yeah, but here's the thing: <laughs> everything Sam Kinison touched. Okay. Jackie, you're you're gonna feel like shit in two minutes, or maybe you won't. Who knows what kind of sociopath you are. <laughs> Um, so, she uh, died. his first wife died of cancer. Yes. Okay. I, I, uh, okay. I Kinnison has, gave it to her. Kinnison gave it to her. <laughs> his, uh, so his second wife was a very, uh, troubled marriage, tough marriage. So he had a joke. It's my, it's such a great joke. My first, uh, he goes, I'm a widower, twice widowed. My first di- wife died. My second wife wouldn't. Oh, that is a very funny. Uh, second, brilliant. That's a great joke. What is that? Eleven words, and it tells you everything. Oh my god! Yeah, that Mike O'Keefe joke about it was about someone blowing a um, a two point one set. I, I I don't want to ruin it just because he's he. I don't think it's on an album yet. So um, yeah, don't ruin it. Right. Let him ruin it on an album. <laughs> right. Let him let let him let him milk his own. Oh, yeah. by the way, so. Uh, I'm trying to put together my album. My, when I say trying, I, what I mean is avoiding. And uh, and so last year I hired Lisa Curry. I go, please listen to all five sets. Give me oh, yeah. notes. Yeah. Right. You're a female. You're a comic. You're funny. It'll. I need your input. Right. So she did all this. And as I was searching for her notes, I came across an email from me last year in <laughs> in April, going, Hey. Uh, no pressure, but can I get this stuff ASAP? <laughs> 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 and it's like been almost a year and I haven't done April. anything with it. Oh my God. Yeah, no pressure. Um, I, yeah. I'm hoping to sit on this. 
for, for <laughs> no, right. why would why would I say that when actually take your time? I need to blame you. Why would I immediately shift the blame back to myself as to why this wasn't getting done? Oh my god, so that is so true. Uh, I'm trying to work on my uh, album, and of course, mm-hmm. the procrastination there is actually literally writing set lists. So yeah, I. The stuff that I think is done, I've stopped adding to my set list because I'm like, well, I know it. And then I'm in the middle of it going, where the fuck does this go? Where does this go? Right. And so I've got, I've got five, I've got five, so many, so, so many, so many set lists. And it's incredibly annoying because I can't make it. I literally have to sit down for an hour, an hour and a half and deal and deal with it. I did a podcast this week, by the way. Well, okay, wait. Do you have any suggestions of what I should do to, to fix my set list issue? What do you mean? The order? Yeah. You can't nope. take the album right now. Right. I think you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. I just go into your, oh, I love into this. your individual chunks, polish yeah. each little stone as much as you can. And then when we're allowed back in the clubs in the summertime, you're, you're going to have all these polished gems and then you put them in their order and that's going to take a while a month and a half if you're doing a lot of shows Mm -hmm. to figure out who goes first who goes last you know what any callbacks that you maybe there's callbacks in there that you haven't even figured out because you haven't laid them all out together in a row you know yeah oh it's so to to record an album that you want to be a regular album right now is really hard i think like re- there's some people are releasing albums. They seem like more knit, you know, like snapshot of this time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm doing all outdoor shows. Sam Morrill has one and, and that's, that's great, but it's also like about this year in a way because of how it's being recorded. And you're actually trying to do a regular album and work it all out over zoom, which is really fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I think you're right. I I think, well, and I certainly appreciate the fact uh, that the gist of this is don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can you can sit on this one, Keisha. No need to. <laughs> well, the fun stuff is is just perfecting one joke at a time, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, your instinct. You've been doing it long enough so that when you're on stage again, your instinct will you'll start to pull things together in the right way. Yeah, I think it'll all, it'll all, it'll be fine. It's just, um, I just have all these, these, I'm literally, it feels done enough that I've actually begun to begin to work on new stuff and want to just work on the new stuff, mm-hmm. but I can't lose some of this stuff, you know, like that Yellowstone bit. I swear to God, I was in Yellowstone three, three and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So right. every, you, you look forward to this album where, um, I begin every less every story about something that happened in the last five years. It had to be two years ago. Now <laughs> that's how I'm gonna. That's what. That's how I'm gonna throw it away as as uh, as just sort of putting it in a time frame because some of them need a a, a non covidy time frame. The the yes and the I had the same thing with with this album that I recorded in um, 2019. It was the last. It was like right before my son became a teenager. So it, so the stories about him are about, uh, you know, 12 and earlier, right? right? Say 12 and age five, that time frame. 
And uh, I would not, it it would be hard to keep telling those stories when he's a teenager. It just seems like, you know, part of, part of it is like, this is happening to me now. I have a, I have an 11 year old at home or whatever. Right. Right. So the, Part of what's fun is the urgency of it. Yeah, it it it, it, it implies some urgency. So you need you need to yes, that you know I'm trapped with this individual. You're right. doing hand signals. Is that about? No, no. It's it's oh, it's oh. it's that interaction with the audience. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, agreeing. yeah, yeah. I'm agreeing. <laughs> and, uh... Now you're secretly trying to, you know, land a plane, a helicopter <laughs> in your helipad. Sure. It's, uh... <laughs> I do think that uh, that the urgency that is created when a child ages, you because your kid, it's it's got to be. I have a joke that I was looking at to try to cut up for TikTok or whatever, and it turns out that that joke is about my nephew who's in his early thirties, and it was on. I think it was on. Uh, Jim Brewer premium blend. It was on premium blend. It's a, so wow. it's on that premium blend thing. And it's about how my nephew, um, was learning how to pee, uh, as, as uh, like a guy. And so it's a, it's a 1996 or 97 joke that I told on television in the late in 99. Right. And so he's four years old in 1996. If that, right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I don't know, and it wasn't even that great. I mean, I was like, this is the TV joke. And, uh, uh, you know, so there's part of me that doesn't even want to cut it up and put it on. And uh, plus, Premium Blend and the John, wait, not John Biner. That one actually looked okay, but the not good, but okay. But the John Biner and the... Um, comedy no, on the, the Road? The, the, yeah, the Comedy on the Road. The Improv? Caroline's? Uh, no, it was it was literally. I think it's entirely the premium blend set that I fucking loathe, as far as how my face looks. Like, cause it the makeup was done like okay. I was a transvestite. Um, <laughs> the lighting, I'm sweating like uh, a person that I am. I occasionally sweat, yeah. And so I'm shiny, and then I have glitter eyeliner. eyeliner. And my hair is not, you know, usually when you're on television, the hair person fucking fixes your hair, makes your hair look better than it does when it's just me. And uh, whoever was doing the premium blend hair uh, couldn't make me not do the, run my hand through it or something. But it was Jim Brewer, right? Didn't he do hair on his premium blend? Yeah, he did. He did. He did my hair. A lot of people don't know this. He was on Coke and he did my hair (laughs) on premium blend in 1997 or 98. Hey, let's do, let's do another break real quick. I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Ten years ago, I came on Jordan Jesse Go and judged my first dispute. Is chili a soup? It's a stew, obviously. The judge has dispensed a decade of justice. He's the one person wise enough to answer the really important questions. Like, should you hire a mime to perform at your own funeral? After they cry, I want them to laugh. Do you really need a tank full of jellyfish in your den? They smell like living creatures decaying. (laughs) Only if they are decaying. Yeah, which they will be. Real people, real justice, real comedy. Winner of the Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast, every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. 
My premium blend was me trying to inhale the entire audience with my energy. And I can't watch it now because it's like so much, it's so much stance. I don't know, just being wide shouldered and, uh, you know, it was a great crowd. So, you know, when it's a great crowd, you start to get like stompy and, you know, it was, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, this is hard to watch. I love that. The, the hand gesture. Oh my God. Yeah. It's too aggressive. Because the thing is, is when you're in front of a great crowd, the yeah. best thing to do is to play it lightly. Is to is to give them the joke and then kick back and just literally ride the wave of how yeah. awesome it is. Sometimes if you, if, you can... if you aggro it out to them and go, no, I'm gonna pull, I'm I'm keeping these laughs. This is me never aging. Every laugh I get, I stay young. And uh, it, I mean, and I'm not saying that that's not fun too, but it can look, but from, from a third person perspective, like from a 20 year perspective, you're like, oh, that actually looks kind of grumpy. Well, no, it, it, it's it, when I have fun and, and you know, when you have that, bring that kind of energy, you can completely crush, yeah. right? It's seven minutes and the audience is like, so, so great. So it's a lot of fun, but it looks, I don't think it looks good on television. So okay. you either deciding, am I performing for this audience or am, am I performing for the TV cameras? And, um, and I decided to go all in on the back row of the theater audience <laughs> and sell every fucking joke to way up there, John Jay college. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a murderous set, but I think on TV, it, it just looks TV isn't, Santa Kami shouldn't be televised. That's my ultimate position. Well, you know, the emo Phillips line <sighs> that, uh, that you should always see stand up live. Cause when you see it on television, it's like incest where you're giving up quality for convenience. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's it how I always thought about my incest. Yes. <laughs> it is literally the darkest fucking joke. Emo Phillips. He writes, a, he writes something that good, but not that dark every 12 minutes. I'm, I'm certain of it. He is one of the greatest writers in my mind. Yeah. That's, um, I wonder, that must be how his brain has always worked. I don't think you can't train your brain to be like that. Right. You just must be with the economy of words. It's right? the, the, uh, the dork forest I did this last week with proofs where I've, I've been essentially, I've been, I've been cutting clips of this mm -hmm. and I've been cutting clips of the dork forest and then just posting them. And it's been kind of fun. I wish I had someone to listen to the dork forest and pull clips like I do for the Jackie Laurie show. Um, but I haven't asked. <laughs> so, um, that turns out I'm never going to get that. If I don't ask, <laughs> it turns out. So I don't know if anybody uh, listening to this also listens to the Dork Forest and knows how to cut audio clips, but uh, yeah, email me. Oh, by our uh, reviews on the Jackie and Lori show, they all listen to the Dork Forest. Oh, and they good. all like you better. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say to that, except for <laughs> good. You've chosen wisely. What just happened? <laughs> Where are we at, Kyle? 53. You got it. What, what do you got for sets this week, Lord uh, Martin? What <laughs> week is it? I don't what know. Week is it? We're in March. Uh, the eighth will be Monday. Um, I actually next week picks up. I got a live outdoor next week. Oh, that there we go, Jackie. I have I have a 
equipment that's taking up 300 square feet of my 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 garage when I get back, and I was we've never done a live that. show I've, I was uh, I was going to ask you, I was going to tell you that if I can get vaccinated, if I can stand in line and get the first shot, I'm willing to do outside shows in your backyard. Yes. Great. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, because we do have uh, a great deal, very, ex- but we use Patreon money. So, uh, <laughs> and it was uh, money well spent. Yes. Uh, and it's being stored in your garage, which I also yes, love. It is. And-, <laughs> and I said, I said yes to the first two boxes and then. <laughs> The next one can't be called a box. It's more of a shipping container. And it's- <laughs> well, if you open up the little one, that's no longer a box. That's just a mic stand. Oh, I didn't. I haven't opened anything up. Um, I know. Because why would you? It's well, it'll, just it'll easier get broken kept and together. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's just better kept together nice. Um, all right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh and I released 5,000 ladybugs in my backyard last uh, a couple of days ago because uh, we have aphids eating my uh, cauliflower and broccoli. Oh, my God. And That's such a my dad problem from the 70s. I love that. <laughs> you, could just pour, you, you could pour 1,400 uh, 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 ladybugs on your plant at a, just after dark, and then the next day— almost no aphids left because they eat them all. Wow. And, um, and we have had broccoli for a week, uh, that, uh, is aphid free, but, uh, ladybug heavy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they're better Should looking. Broccoli be red with black spots on it. <laughs> it is. Uh, and then I'm going to, I think I'm going to plant this, uh, this next month. Do you think, uh, uh, our friend William knows somebody with good dirt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He can do all of that stuff. I can't, I mean, you know, I'm not this room and my son's room. I'm combining them into one room. When are you going to do that? Uh, the week of my son's, uh, spring break week. So it's not, so it, there's not construction while he's at, at school. Oh, right. Right. Uh, so this, this wall right behind me is being knocked out and then, right. um, Keep it, those I'm going to yeah. paint it like <laughs> This is a small, this is a skinny room. It's 10 feet wide. So the door, I, I have like made little models of my bed and my nightstand. <laughs> trying to position them in the space to see which is the best space. Oh, cool. And so basically the door will open and there'll be like six inches and then there'll be my nightstand and my bed will be right up against this wall to the, to my right. And uh, I'll just be looking out. It'll be looking over the pool, but also over, um, I, I try to like I try to sit and go. Am I going to see the concrete that's all bumpy and shitty, or will my gaze naturally just go right to the water? And that was, that was my dream. I just love looking at water. Yeah, yeah. I think that's been established over the last five years <laughs> that uh, you enjoy some sort of body of water. <laughs> so. Um. And then, Jackie, when that all happens, I will naturally start writing my novel. I can't wait. It all hinges on William. (laughs) Yeah, William's the reason why. Um, I have to write a 350-word thing for this Marvel book, and Mm -hmm. it's already 350, and I don't think it's specific enough. Uh, I've decided to wax. and, And so I was on a podcast 
the hell was that podcast? But it was, it was literally, it was about, it was one, it was another stand up podcast and, um, and it'll come out anytime now. Yes. And, um, <laughs> but it was just essentially it was talking about how <clears throat> the thing for Marvel is talking about, uh, uh, I'm supposed to write my favorite, um, women characters because it's called women of marvel the name of the book mm-hmm. and it's one of my f- favorite characters and i love that gail simone gail simone did a domino book uh kelly thompson did a west coast avengers book there's all these books that i that i want to write about and then warren ellis you know like the guys that wrote those books and sort of i i thought about writing like the transition between you know because i i just remember and this is so true for stand-up too. And I was trying to explain it to these guys that how how much I've realized in the last couple of years how much representation matters, right? Right. And uh, and it's tr- so true of people of color that I never really looked at it from my own perspective for women. You know, like when I was a kid, I would have to p- play. I didn't want to be Princess Leia, so I had to be Han Solo's best friend, and so who uh, was a girl who was also really good with a blaster, or I was Tarzan's boy, you know, his his friend. Mm-hmm. Like I always was a was a kid who was a friend, and um, there. So when I when they started creating women characters or girl characters that I could relate to, that could be the hero, it was huge for me, and it was super <laughs> fun, and I think that's true in stand up too, is where there are younger like i had to get my inspiration comedy wise from male comics right which is even negative inspiration i got so much negative inspiration from bobby slayton just (laughs) watching him made me want to go up and correct the uh the assumptions that he left on the stage yeah because he's leaving assumption then he's not alone but that just literally uh he was my guy he was that guy for me yeah leaving literally i have to go up and and a portion of my set has to be rebuttal time. Yes, rebuttal. I have to undo the damage that was just done. Yes. Right. That's so, that's why I feel like my entire life is as an attempt to, to be as a comic. Is, right. Because that's that's why I got on stage is I was angry at what I was hearing. And I'm like, there's no one saying my side. Right. So I'm and angry. the cool, the weird thing is, is I have to say this, but the, uh, the 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 guy. So I was trying to explain to them. I was like, so there were no real women comic role models, and they both went, no, there were. And I said, please name for me famous women comic role models that I might have known of in the seventies and early eighties. And they came up with Diane Ford, and um, sure, yeah, that's what I said, and. Uh, <laughs> Because I don't know if you ever worked with Diane Ford, but she is not a great role model. I heard she was a tough she person to work with, but she was a goddamn pill, is what she was. And well, I'll, both I'll, her parents I'll die was, on those were killed when she was twelve. You got to give her a little. I don't know. Right. When, it, when someone has that kind of tragedy at a young age, you wouldn't know about it, Jackie. You got to so give them a little extra room. That's what I feel like. But you know, maybe I don't know. Whatever. I I think my entire formative years were trauma, but uh, but the but the. I, I will say, so they said Diane Ford and then, and then they jumped to Paula Poundstone who was early eighties. And yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I didn't know who either of those two people were in the seventies. I knew who Phyllis Diller was No, in the sixties. No, all we knew was Joan, uh, Joan Rivers, who and I Joan, have to tell you, I wasn't a fan of that style at all. You know, I, was all hard. I remember was a lot of Elizabeth Taylor jokes, you know? <laughs> but I mean, I appreciate her. Uh, 
her career and everything she was and stuff. I appreciate uh, Diane. She was anti-union, but I, I didn't like her Diane, Right. And I appreciate Diane Force career as well. I never um, saw I, her. Uh, well, I worked with her a couple of times. She was actually super, because she came up at an even more ball busty time than I. Oh, the worst! I can't. The say worst. That. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. You got to give them. You got to give those ladies a little extra space. Well, yeah, and Diane Ford actually asked her. She asked me to write for her. Oh. And and uh, and I didn't know what the hell that meant, so I brought a napkin with some green markers <laughs> with some ideas written on it, and she mocked the fuck out of me, which then I was. I you know side I'm taking on this one, right? Well, you know what I said when, when she said what and she grabbed the napkin with two fingers and she was like, what is this? And I said <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, who asked who to write for them? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next generation comes up. Look out, Diane. Bam. I was very I was Z right in her face. I was millennial right in her face. <laughs> I was a, I was a hot upstart. You want to call it? Yep. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.